and start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Great to be with you. Jim Paris here, and of course the website is ChristianMoney.com. One of the cool things that I did on the website a few months ago was at the very top. If you go to christianmoney.com and you go to the very top, there is a list of all of my recommended resources. I mean, I mean all of the different online courses I like, um, you know, different credit card options, everything is there. Uh, and people have asked me to do that for years, and so I put that together as a resource for you. So check that out at christianmoney.com. Man, it has been raining like crazy uh, here in Florida. And I remember when I was very young, uh, my parents used to come to Florida. They would you know, load up the station wagon, drive from Chicago to Florida. And I remember spending uh, time here as a young person. And I remember these torrential downpours that we used to have. A couple of times a day, you just have the rain comes down so hard, it's like you're in the Amazon uh, jungle. And I mean, you literally can't see to drive. That's how hard the rain comes down. And we have been in a cycle like that uh, to where it's getting to be really buggy. I mean, it's muggy, but it's also buggy with a B, uh, a, a lot of bugs. And and so, um, and the heat is incredible. The, the heat factor or whatever they call it, uh, you know, and I've got the Amazon device, it lights up and tells me that it's a heat warning. <laughs> Don't go outside. And so what we do this time of year in Florida, if you're not a Floridian, what we do is we do what we call getting off the street before nine o'clock. And that is you get out there about 630 or seven and you do your exercise, whether you're a runner, a walker, uh, you're somebody that, you know, gets out there in the ocean kayak, whatever it is that you do, people get that done. You know, in my case, I do the bike riding. I do anywhere from, you know, 14 to 18 miles uh, most mornings. And uh, you just got to be disciplined to get up super early, get out there while it's still cool. Uh, you do the workout and then you get yourself back into the air conditioning. So that's kind of how we survive. All right. So tomorrow is really cool. I'm going to be flying uh, out of Jacksonville to Detroit again. Remember, I was in Detroit last month. This time I'm going up there for an advanced social media workshop. I'm really looking forward to this because... Uh, one of the industries I work in, you know, mortgages and, and real estate, um, there's a lot going on with social media. And I just started doing a lot with TikTok. And so if you want to find me on TikTok, James L. Paris is my name on TikTok. I don't moonwalk. <laughs> I don't pull pranks on people. Uh, one of the craziest guys on TikTok that I have been following is this guy called the Cart Narc. And he chases people down in the parking lot that don't put their carts back. Now, I have to be honest with you. I always put my cart back. Like in recent times, 
I usually don't get a cart. A nine out of ten times, I don't get a cart because I don't. I'm. I live by myself. Uh, now I'm. Uh, my wife divorced me after thirty six years, so I'm just a single guy. When I go to the grocery store, I don't need that much. Um, usually, get a hand basket. Uh, you know, get the hand basket, fill it up. That's enough food for me for probably three or four days. But when I do get a cart, which is rare, I do put it back. And uh, it's just something I do. And I didn't always do that. You know, when I was younger, I, I didn't really know that was a thing. But so there's this guy called the Cartonark. And so what he does is he chases people down in parking lots and harasses them for not putting their cart back. And it's there was an interesting story about him. Um, I believe it was in Fortune magazine uh, this week. And apparently this started all as a prank. He he works in radio in Southern California. And so this is one of those kind of man on the street things. So he went out just as like a stunt and started confronting people in, uh, you know, grocery store parking lots, Target parking lots, Walmart about putting their cart back. And uh, it's really funny. But here's what's crazy. This guy has turned that cart narc prank whatever you want to call it uh into a one hundred thousand dollar a year income because of the number of people that follow him online and the ways you can monetize that in particular over at youtube you get paid you know for so many people that watch your video and he's got like five hundred thousand followers or subscribers uh, on youtube and so it's just interesting what's out there but anyway i'm going to detroit i'm going to be there uh, for business so i'm flying tomorrow and then i've got business meetings tuesday and wednesday then i'm meeting up with some friends on thursday friday and saturday so i've got um one friend uh we're just going to meet up i think for coffee or lunch another friend is going to take me over uh you know through the tunnel to the canada side and I'm going to see Windsor, Ontario, which is going to be really fun. I think I've been to Ontario one other time, but it's going to be fun to go back and just see what there is to see over there. Then I have another friend that's meeting up with me on Saturday, and um, she's just super interested in finding out more about you know uh, the real estate business here in Florida, the mortgage industry. Um, and so it's cool to have so many Facebook friends, social media followers around the country. And, um, one of the things I am going to be doing maybe this fall is kind of a Jim Paris across America thing where I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get a car. I'm, I'm going to rent a car because I don't want to have to, uh, put those kind of miles on my own car, but I'm going to rent a car and I'm just going to like go to all these cities where I have a lot of friends, you know, uh, we're going to hit the, uh, Dallas, we're going to hit Cleveland. We're going to hit Nashville. We're going to hit Chicago. We're going to hit Houston, all these different places where I know I've got the huge social media following. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and that'll be coming up soon. But in the meantime, you know, if you see that I'm traveling to a certain city and you're like, Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> Jim is in San Antonio and I'm in San Antonio. Um, I love that. I love meeting up with people. Um, you know, now that I'm a single guy, I don't really have a lot of plans. So I used to travel sometimes, um, you know, with my wife, um, now I'm divorced. So, um, I don't have that situation and I just, I'm interested in meeting new people. And so, uh, I, I always love doing it and there's no agenda. I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you want to talk about real estate or investments or just have a cup of coffee and just get to know each other. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, one of the great uh, marketers, um, you know, whether, uh, you know, whether you like her or not is Taylor Swift, you know? Uh, so she's great at this. Like she gets together with her fans one-on-one, -on -one, you know, in small groups, that sort of thing, just to get feedback and, uh, to show appreciation to people. And I think it's a great idea and, and I don't do it with any agenda or expectations of, of any, 
you know, uh, any, anything, you know, other than just uh, making a friend. And so that's pretty cool. And I'm already booked up for Detroit, though. So if you're in Detroit, you missed it. <laughs> so I've got something going pretty much every day that I'm in Detroit. Okay. So speaking of flying, I uh, just got this news in, uh, if you're watching us live on Sunday night, over 1,300 U.S. flights have been canceled as severe storms uh, hit the Northeast. Uh, so we're getting, we're in that season, right, where there's a lot of these thunderstorms, and a lot of them are, are really severe. They spin off tornadoes, all kinds of things. Uh, so if you are flying, be sure and check your your flight plan, e even if you're not flying uh, to the Northeast or out of the Northeast, a lot of times there's a chain reaction. So I'm going to be, you know, checking my flight, which I have coming out of uh, Jacksonville tomorrow, but you never know because how this, you know, sometimes happens is the, you know, maybe I'm flying out of Jacksonville, but maybe the, the plane I'm supposed to be on, is coming out of Boston and that one is delayed. So uh, that's a pretty big story. Uh, so interest rates are dropping on mortgages and I'm super excited about this. I talked about this, uh, quite a bit on some videos the last two or three days. If you follow me on TikTok or on Facebook, uh, you'll see some of these videos where I literally am able to get people about a half a percent lower interest rate um, after this, I believe it was on Thursday, this government inflation report came out saying that the annualized rate of inflation is only 3% now. Um, not sure if you believe the government numbers. I kind of don't. But I guess it's relative. So if they're wrong, it, it, they're wrong sort of on the same plane that they would be correct in, in that the government's incorrect figures are lower than they were <laughs> in recent months. So in any case, the bond market believed it. So the bond market, uh, the 10-year bond, which that's what people need to know, and, and I try to reinforce this, is the 10-year bond the 10-year government bond is what influences the 30-year mortgage rate. So I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. It's not the Fed funds rate. It's not when the Fed meets. It is the 10-year yield, uh, the 10-year treasury bond yield. So I was able to literally between like, you know, Wednesday and Friday, get people a half a percent better interest rate than I was able to, you know, than I was able to get midweek. So I, I throw this out to you if you're somebody that has talked to me. Uh, about uh, real estate purchase, you know, mortgages, that sort of thing, and you were kind of looking at the the payment, and it wasn't going to work. Uh, this is a great time to kind of reevaluate your reevaluate your situation. And I I did say this in one of my videos that you know I'm not kind of going out on a limb saying yes, you know, rates are going to collapse from here. But if you look at the chart, it really does look like yields are headed down uh, from a technical. Uh, standpoint, we, we, we really do have a good trend of rates coming down. And that would be fantastic for the economy and in particular uh, in Florida. And this story just into today, this is from CNBC. CNBC says that Florida ranks as the best state economy in the United States. And uh, I, I tell you, it's, it's absolutely true. Florida is just booming. And uh, this is where people miss it when they're looking at the current real estate market. I hear so many times from people that, uh, you know, the market's going to collapse. Elon Musk says real estate's coming down. And it's true that here in Florida, the you know value of real estate has gone down maybe a teensy bit since the beginning of the year. So it's softened a little bit. But what you have in Florida, and if you want to see the actual stat on this, you can go to the St. Louis Fed's uh, website and you can see this, this the the statistic on this that that this is this has been a solid statistic going back years that we have more than a thousand new people coming in uh, to the state of Florida every single day, 
And so, you know, this economy is exploding it, for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons. People are sick of, you know, what, what happened during COVID, I think, was horrible in the blue states. People are sick of it. They're sick of being, um, you know, big brother and, and, and what they did in those blue states. I think people are sick of the weather. They're sick of the crime. They're sick of the high taxes. They're sick of the traffic. And now with the whole remote working trend, why not live somewhere like Florida? I mean, I literally live like I'm on vacation every day. I mean, I can go to the beach in five minutes. I can get in my car if I want to. I know a lot of you don't like Disney, but and I haven't been to Disney in a long time. But if I wanted to, I could get to Disney in about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, there's St. Augustine, which is 20 minutes from here. I can go jet skiing. I can go paddle boarding. I can go out on a sailboat. I can go out on a jet ski. I mean, there's so much to do here. And the weather is nice. Most of the time, I mean, I would say 90% of the time you can't complain about the weather here. Yes, it does get a little bit hot in July and August. Uh, you know, consider that our winter, you know, our bad month, our bad months out of the year, but uh, otherwise, fantastic place. So CNBC is saying that Florida uh, is right there at the top, the best state economy in the U.S. And folks, we do not have a state income tax. Imagine that. So you get to keep your whole paycheck after you pay the feds. Uh, all right, so Trump came out this week and said that he admits making hiring mistakes. And if you've been following the show for years, you know that this was one of my biggest criticisms of Trump is that, you know, he came in as an outsider and he ended up with all these insiders on his cabinet. I mean, and just take like Exhibit A, um, Bill Barr, I mean, who turned out to be a horrible attorney general. And, uh, you know, I don't know why you don't bring in, you know, somebody that doesn't have a background uh, in, in the government to, to one of these positions. I mean, somebody that would legitimately be uh, an outsider. You know, I, I throw out the idea, Laura Ingram, she's a lawyer. Uh, you know, why couldn't she be attorney general? I think Trump uh, tried the idea of um, a cabinet of enemies. I don't know uh, who that was, if that was Lincoln, but the idea was to bring in people from both sides of the aisle to try to create a consensus you know trump being an outsider he sort of was facing a headwind so we thought by bringing in some of these people that were part of the deep state that maybe he could he could win them over biggest mistake he could have ever made and i think he knows that now i think he knows if he gets a second term he's got to go outside of uh, the, the the beltway he's got to go outside and bring in fresh blood different people from outside of Washington. You can't just keep rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. If you want something different, you're going to have to bring in outsiders. And um, I mean, you can just see it right now. I mean, the rhinos are, are ruling and there's not a lot of difference between a lot of these Republicans and Democrats. So if you are a true conservative, I, I guess this is probably good news that Trump had this epiphany. I'm really surprised that he took the approach that he did and he didn't even really learn his lesson on that in the first year or two he, he continued to double down on this idea of bringing in these insiders thinking that somehow that was going to uh change things he needs to bring in like complete total outsiders i mean wouldn't it be cool if he got like tucker carlson as vice president uh, I don't know, bring somebody like Sean Hannity in on his cabinet. I'd just love to see outside people because that's how it should be. Can you imagine if this country was run, if you just had a lottery and you just pick names out of a hat and put those people in Washington? I mean, it, it would be 
so much better. What is happening in Washington does not represent the average American anymore. Maybe it did at one time, you know, where people left their farms and they went to Washington, D.C. to vote uh, and and serve there for a few months and then went back to their farms, went back to their jobs, went back to their ranches. That is no longer the case. We have career politicians that have absolutely disconnected from the American people. And I think that's what resonates with people about Trump. Even though he's a super rich guy and all that, he is... He eats at McDonald's. He goes back in the in the kitchen and and visits with the busboys and the chefs when he's in a restaurant. He's he's more of a blue collar kind of a guy. He he is more like most Americans in that respect. Whether you like him or not, he does have that uh, sort of side to him that people really relate to. And I think that as much people as much as people would vote for Trump, they would want to see that type of a cabinet. They would want to see outsiders. And and this idea that you've got to hold all kinds of different government offices for your entire life before you can get into a cabinet position or be vice president or president, I just reject that idea. I would much rather see fresh blood, people coming in that never have served in government uh, to be in these top positions. Well, Jason Aldean, uh, the country music star, uh, was, rushed, was rushed off stage during a performance in the Northeast due to heat exhaustion. And I was just talking about this a minute ago. And one of the things that people don't realize uh, it, about heat exhaustion. So if you've ever taken a first aid class or a CPR class, you would learn this, that when you have heat exhaustion, you yourself probably won't be a good judge of it. Because what happens is you start to, to lose kind of a sense of what's happening and you'll start getting nausea, uh, nausea, you'll start feeling dizzy. You're just not feeling right, but, but you're not processing either, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, your brain is not, not hitting on all cylinders is what I'm trying to say. And so that's why it's good for the buddy system. If you're out in the heat, you know, so somebody can, kind of say, hey, look, you're kind of wobbling back and forth here. We need to get you to sit down. We need to to drink water. And that's the other thing too about staying hydrated is a lot of people wait until they're thirsty to drink water. And you can't do that. You, you got to realize when you're going out, whether it's a long walk, a bike ride, whatever it is, you have to stop intermittently and hydrate, whether you feel thirsty or not. Because one of the things that will happen when you start to get heat exhaustion, you won't realize it. You won't necessarily feel thirsty and at some point you just, you know, drop over. And I mean, you could die from it. It absolutely could die for, from it. People get strokes, they get heart attacks, uh, all kinds of things can happen, you know, when you get into that uh, state. So it your, your body core is getting warmer and warmer and you're not realizing it because it's like the proverbial uh, frog that's boiled, you know, alive because the temperature is going up slowly. So you don't realize it. And uh, so, you know, it, it's happened to people of all ages. It's not just something for old people like me. Uh, high school football players, you know, uh, drop dead on the, on the football field. It's something to watch this summer. And right now we're in this heat bubble where especially in the southeastern United States, it is just extreme heat when you factor in the actual temperature and also the humidity. Uh, something to watch. Uh, Mike Pence was interviewed by Tucker Carlson this week. And I continue to um, uh, really struggle with Mike, Mike Pence. Like, I like the guy. He seems like a super great Christian guy, conservative guy. But as he explained it to Tucker Carlson, he was inside the Capitol. And he said, no matter what you want to call it, and he said he's never called it an, an insurrection. Uh, 
He said there it was a riot and it was scary and he was at risk and his family was at risk uh, because of what happened. And, um, you know, I, I see his his side of this. I, I really see his side of it. And there were a lot of people in the Capitol doing bad things and those people should be prosecuted. But there were also some people that were just walking around making videos. They didn't really know what to make of what was going on. If I had been at that rally, I probably would have gone into the Capitol and taken videos and pictures, put it on my Facebook or my TikTok. Uh, so it's a mixed bag. You can't just paint with a broad brush. Uh, but Mike Pence, um, I don't know if he has a political future because he's now being pretty much identified as sort of this guy that could have stopped the election from being certified, which I don't think he could have. I really don't think there's any evidence to support, you know, legally that he could have done anything to stop the election from being certified. Uh, but just kind of unfortunate uh, to see this guy branded in this way. Uh, and, he, and he made a very compelling um, argument in his interview with Tucker, Tucker Carlson. And I've got, um, you know, I've got mixed feelings about Mike Pence. I really like him. I'm not 100% sure about what he could or could not have done on January 6th. Um, I think he was in a tough spot. I think he was in a no-win uh, situation there. And, I mean, if it came down to it and he was the nominee, I'd absolutely vote for him. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But there's a lot of people saying they they just wouldn't vote if they were conservatives, which I would never put him in that category. I would never be like a never-pence kind of a guy. I think that would be silly. Elon Musk is out this week saying that Twitter has a negative cash flow and heavy debt. And so it, it seems like, you know, of course, we've got Mark Zuckerberg with this new site that sort of mimics Twitter called Threads. I'm not sure that that's really the issue. I think the problem is that Musk probably paid too much for Twitter. Uh, but he's a smart guy. And, you know, what was it, $44 billion he spent for Twitter? I'm sure he's looking at this as five years out, 10 years out. And that's the only way you could pay $44 billion other than being like a super rich guy that just has money to throw away. Um, but he's got to look at this as a long-term, you know, situation. And uh, when he got in there, there was a ton of waste. I mean, they were talking, I, I read something about where they had uh, some kind of meal service where they were paying like, I don't know what it was. It was like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks a meal for their employees and meals were getting thrown away because people weren't eating them at, at that cost. It was just insanity. Uh, what was going on there. So I think he's still working on cutting those costs and, and looking at how to monetize it. And this has always been the challenge with social media is figuring out, you know, how do we make money from it? How do we monetize this, you know, as the provider? And it costs a lot of money to run one of these companies in terms of just, you know, the infrastructure, um, the cloud that they've got to have set up to be able to handle the volume. Uh, so Twitter's still struggling, but, uh, you know, Musk has got the money. I'm sure he was planning on this thing uh, being a longer-term investment, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. One of the things I have been getting really fed up with is, especially when you go to Google News, I don't know if you go to Google News or not, you go into Google, you do a search, then you click on the News tab, and then you'll see a story that looks really interesting, you want to read it, and you click on it, and it asks you to subscribe. So you can't read the story. You just wasted, what, 30 seconds. You know, you, you read the headline. This looks interesting. I'm clicking on it. I'm starting to read it. Then all of a sudden, this big thing pops up and says, I can't read it because I'm not a subscriber. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of a 
uh, a solution to this. I know that the people that created the Brave internet browser had this idea of, um, you know, giving cryptocurrency to content providers and somehow using that like as a micro payment system for people to be able to, you know, like, for example, if I had to pay like a nickel to read that article that I was trying to get to today, I would have paid the nickel or a quarter or whatever, you know, small amount, uh, you know, but I'm not going to get my credit card out and I'm not going to sign up for a subscription to fortune magazine because I want to read one article. I'm not going to do it. And it's, it's infuriating though, that when you go into Google and you're looking at the search results that you have to go through that process with, with what's becoming more and more sites now that have these, you know, they call them, you know, pay gates or whatever they call them, where you can't actually get in and read the article and they tease you with the link and then you can't read it. So anyway, enough on that. Florida homeowners insurance rates are on the rise, especially in South Florida. And I was reading an article about this uh, before the show, just a few minutes before the show. You know, people giving examples of how just a few years ago they were paying maybe a thousand dollars and now they're paying four or five thousand dollars. And this is especially true if you live in an area of Florida that has an a historical high risk for flooding or hurricanes. And so this is going to be especially the case, for example, in South Florida. So just to give you an idea on this, you know, if you're paying 5,000 a year for homeowners insurance, that's 400 bucks a month. So you got to pay that on top of your mortgage, on top of your property taxes. And this is why if you work with a smart real estate agent, I'm not one, I'm not a real estate agent. I'm looking to get my license back here. Um, I let it lapse a few years ago, but I'm thinking to get my license back. So I'm, I, I just paid for the school. So I'm going to be doing that, but I've got some great real estate agents here in Florida. I can refer you to, but one of the key things in shopping for a home now is to look at what the homeowner's insurance will be. The cost will be, uh, and I have seen it like even right here in the small town that I live in Palm coast, Florida, I'll see someone with a similar home, Okay, two people with the same kind of same price range of home, one's paying like 100 a month, one's paying 400 a month. And this largely has to do with the age of the roof, the age of the air conditioning system, things like that. So if you're smart, you'll check that rate before you make an offer on that house. And and if you're really smart, you'll have a real estate agent that will actually know the age the age of the roof, they'll know the age of the air conditioning system before they even take you out. To look at the properties. Uh, Bank of America was fined this week $250 million for illegal practices. So I, I read this, and um, you know what's terrible about these fines? Nine out of 10 times the money that comes in from these fines, it just goes to the government. So I don't, I don't know how this helps people. I guess maybe it's a deterrent. Uh, but this apparently is the same deal that Wells Fargo did, where they opened up uh, accounts for people without their permission. That's the allegation. They also hit people with a lot of junk fees. Um, and you got to watch these people. You know, you, you think, well, Bank of America is a big company. They're probably a company with, with, with good ethics and integrity and can compliance things in place. But not necessarily the case. I mean, you got to watch these rascals because everything from, uh, you know, uh, overdraft fees, you know, you, you use your 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 debit card and, you know, you don't realize where your balance is maybe. Shame on you, but you do that. You maybe buy a $5 smoothie and now you get hit with like a $30 charge because 
you 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 had an overdraft for a small purchase. These are the kind of crazy things that uh, people who who are struggling financially, and a lot of people are still struggling right now in this economy, are hit with these bank fees. Um, and so, yeah, two hundred and fifty million dollar fine for illegal practices. All right. So if you own Ripple XRP, the cryptocurrency, and if you're a regular listener and viewer of this show, you know, we follow Ripple very, very closely. And uh, Ripple jumped this week from 50 cents up to about 80 cents at the high. Now, I don't think the lawsuit is completely resolved with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The, the major, the lawsuit continues, but it looks like um, at least what the legal pundits are saying is that the the judge has ruled in this federal case that the way that Ripple XRP was distributed does not constitute being a security. So that was the foundation of the allegation that um, by them giving Ripple away uh, and they were giving it away to different banks that were adopting the Ripple platform and, and how they distributed it by what they call staking or giving away the, the crypto does not constitute the sale of a security. So it jumped to about 80 cents. I think it's back down to about 74 cents um, as we go uh, live to air on the show today. Um, but uh, people are saying, watch the rest of this lawsuit and watch where this goes. In fact, Ripple got so much inflow of money this week that actually Bitcoin went down. And the theory was that money was flowing out of Bitcoin into Ripple XRP. Uh, so I'm still a, a big believer in Ripple. I think it'd be a great uh, place to put a little bit of money, money that you that you can afford to lose, as I always say, when you get involved with cryptocurrency. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about down payment options. One of the questions that I get hit with a lot when I'm out and people are asking me about mortgages is how much money down do you need? Uh, if you're, if you want to, you know, you want to buy a house, how much money down do you need? And most people don't know that there's actually two mortgages that you can get that have zero down payment requirements. One of them is the VA loan. I think a lot of people know about that, especially if you're a veteran, you know about the zero down. Um, but let me tell you this, there are a lot of veterans that don't know how to get their VA benefit, their, their certificate of eligibility. That's something I can do for you. Get in touch. I'd be happy to help you with that. But the other loan that many people don't know about is the USDA loan. The USDA mortgage is zero down. And all you have to do is go to the USDA map, uh, which you can just Google search that USDA map, and you can find where all throughout the area where you live, there are addresses that would qualify for a USDA zero down mortgage. And then when we get, you know, to FHA, FHA is just three and a half percent down. And there are some really great down payment assistance programs where you can actually get some of that down payment, maybe even all of it paid for on your behalf. And uh, a lot of things that, you know, you can do, people don't know about this. For example, um, if you have an IRA account, uh, if it's your first time uh, home purchase, you can withdraw up to $10,000 uh, in earnings out of that account, um, you know, and there's special tax treatment of that. So there's a lot of things you can do if you want to buy and you don't have a lot of money down, you can borrow from your 401k. There are things you can do if the down payment is the issue, including looking at some of these zero down and very low down payment programs alongside of down payment assistance programs. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. That's all I've got for you this week. We'll be back um, next week again, of course, live. I will be flying back to Florida on Sunday, 
but I will be doing the show live uh, next Sunday night, and I'll be posting a lot of cool videos from Detroit this week. So you want to follow me on TikTok, also over on Facebook, also on Twitter, James L. Paris, all three places you can find me by searching that way. God bless. Thanks for joining us. So long, everybody.